If you're a C-suite leader in an organization and you just don't feel like you fit in, you have these ideas that you bring up in your meetings and they're met with disappointment and dismissed. And I feel for you. I was one of them. I remember giving a presentation when I talked about why did I lead? And one of the things that I said was I lead because I want to be able to improve our processes such that they're efficient and people do not have to work long hours and spend time doing more of what they enjoy, whether it is being with the community or families or doing their hobbies. We shouldn't have to work so hard. And that is why I lead to help make things better for our employees as well as our customers. And you know, that was not met with delight. (laughs) It was more of what are you going to do to get us the results? And so if you're that leader, please know, move to another role. The time is yours and there are organizations that need you. We celebrate the leaders that think differently, that have a purpose and want to align people on it and get the right performance to ultimately get peace of mind. And that is the CEO's compass, my book to get you back on track. And so I bring leaders onto this show, such as Mitchell Levy, who talks about finding your unique value proposition. And while it is about branding and marketing yourself, it gets to the core of what you do and who you are and how you can serve. And so this conversation we're going to have with Mitchell is so valuable because if you're a senior leader in an organization and it doesn't feel right, it may be your unique value is not recognized and you need to find the companies and clients that value what you do. Let's listen. What holds people back? A, you're being taught wrong. You're being taught by people that are not malevolent or mischievous. You're being taught by people who have done things in the past and it worked for them. So they think that's what you should be doing going forward. And their framework of what they're teaching is from the industrial age. Their framework is from a command and control approach. Their framework is there's a company and everyone needs to echo the company's vision. And you're not an individual inside the company. You are a worker bee. You're part of the hive. That is the way corporate America, that's actually the way the world is mostly constructed. And it's not the way we need to be. For me, I celebrate the individuality. I celebrate that I have people who, if I can present to my team, this is our mission. This is where we're going. This is my CPOP. And if you believe in this, you have to make it your own in your way. And if you don't believe in this, I would like to help you go somewhere else. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the drop-in CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, Join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of Illumination Partners, and I want to thank you again for joining me on another episode of the Drop In CEO podcast. I get to speak to amazing leaders and share their insights with you. 
And if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, please tell others so that we can continue to bring you great programming. And I do want to thank you sincerely. The downloads have been going up. The word has been getting out. Thank you for being loyal and we will continue. I am now honored to share the mic with my fantastic guest, Mitchell Levy, and oh my, his bio is amazing. But I will ask you maybe with just a question, without credibility, you have no customers, no employees, no business, and no friends. I want you to think about that. And then my guest, Mitchell Levy, a two-times TEDx speaker, an international best-selling author of over 60 books, creator of over 20 Silicon Valley businesses, and he is a global credibility expert. It is so critical to your leadership journey. I cannot wait to have this conversation with him and share his expertise with you. Mitchell, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Deb, thank you so much for having me. It's great to uh, it's great to engage with you. Oh, and and pleasure's all mine. And just for a moment, I turn to my listeners a little bit. You know, I have had several guests come on to talk about trust and brand messaging, all very valuable. But Mitchell brings in a unique perspective, and that is credibility, because you can do all that work, work with your marketing team, have a consistent message. But I think credibility is much deeper for which his insights are going to be very valuable. So Mitchell, please, a little bit about yourself personally. This amazing career journey and the work that you're doing now to impact so many. You know, I'll, I'll say a couple of things because I, I interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility and I'll tell you how I got there. But what I found out of those interviews is the PhD in the school of hard knocks outweighs the PhD that comes from a university 10 times over. And, and so what was really interesting in doing the interviews is the learning and the growth but let me tell you how I got there. And so I'm going to give you the, some of the PhD in the School of Hard Knocks. Um, I've been in Silicon Valley for 35 years. I've started 20 companies. I've been on the board of a NASDAQ firm for, for nine years. I have started four executive business programs and ran four CEO networking groups for a decade. And I, as a book publisher, have published over 750 books. All right, let's put that aside. <laughs> okay, because that's this PhD of school, School of Hard Knocks. What I ended up doing is when I did my first TEDx, it got me thinking about the world in a different way. And I realized at the end of 2017 that I needed to change my business model as a publisher. I was just publishing a hybrid publisher, publishing books that people wrote. And I realized that there was a different audience I wanted to focus on. I wanted to focus on the busy, successful professional who wanted more credibility with a book, but didn't have time. And so built a writing school in 2018, picked up 10 clients. We now, just as an aside, what we do, you have to imagine four to six months from the time we start, we have made the person an Amazon best-selling author, and they've spent somewhere between five to 10 hours. So easy button, okay? Now, 2019, I realized that I needed a different brand for the new person, which was me, went to a friend's branding institute. And I do want to cover when people talk about trust and other things. We'll come back to that. Went to that branding institute and came up with a brand global credibility expert. I felt comfortable being a thought leader to thought leaders for so many years. And a number of people you interviewed are people that, uh, that I've talked to and interviewed as well. And so two months later, I woke up with a Napoleon Hill moment. And? I just woke up and go, 
wow, 500 millionaires, think and grow rich. What happens if Mitchell Levy interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility? I'd have a book. Okay, so I got the book. What I didn't recognize I would get is about 95% of the way through, I had this massive moment where I recognized that I needed to do something else in life. What I found, and I'll give you a couple stats. This is crazy, by the way. 2% of people have no integrity. So they booked time for the interview. They didn't show up and didn't say why. So Deb, by the way, when I normally tell a podcast host this, they go, oh, hey, Mitchell, that's normal. Or those numbers are good. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, that is not normal. That is not good. That number should be zero. Right? Period. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. I defined late because I, in doing 500 interviews, I defined late as coming within three minutes. Right? If you'll notice that when we were setting this up, when you go and check your log, I came 10 minutes early and just was ha- hanging out and waiting because it just felt like if I'm doing, if I'm going to a live meeting, I come a minute early. But, but if, if I'm actually being on somebody's show, I want to be at least 10 minutes early. And so 23% of the people I interviewed came after three minutes. Now, let's make it worse. 4% of the people I interviewed came after the hour. So, Deb, you're being interviewed by the global credibility expert on your credibility. You think it's credible to come after the hour for a live show, <laughs> right? No, like, it's not. It, it's I, not Okay. It's, it's not, once again, not okay. Now, I have to tell you, at the, for me as a learning lesson, when I first started the interviews, I was getting mad. And then I realized that, wait, that's not my job. My job is just to interview and to see and to learn. And so people might say they're sorry or something happened or, you know, dog ate my paper or dog ate my mic. I had to go to the store, buy another one. I mean, and there, there are some good excuses, right? But But the thing is, I was just taking notes, taking focus. And I think there are two other stats I want to give, and then I'll give the final point, and I'll be quiet so you could ask the next question. Sorry, this was longer than I expected. It's just, it's, you're beautiful. By the way, we're also, for those that are listening, we also have the camera turned on. And when you have the camera turned on, you could see the expression of the person you're speaking with. So you could see if things are going okay and if the host wanted me to stop. So, but thank you for being so in, in tuned and, and being able to deliver a good audience. So two things, I would love to do green room conversations so I get to know the guest well, and I can make them feel comfortable. It's important that, that they're comfortable. And once I got to know somebody, and I'll, I'll come back and give you the updated definition of, of credibility. Once I got to know somebody, what was important is I got to see them. And then we would do an interview and we would pull out their best. And by the way, at the moment, we do five questions in five minutes. It's spectacular. But the green room helps somebody get to the point where they can answer five questions where you get to trust, know, and love them in five minutes, right? So the interesting part is once I got to really understand somebody and know them, I would then go and relook at how they showed up asynchronously because how I got to meet them was synchronously with the camera off and then the camera on. But then I'd go and see how they show up asynchronously and 80% of the people who I saw sucked. Sucked a good word? Yeah, sucks a good word. 80% of the people I word sucked. So what happened is they just didn't show themselves. Now, they may have shown something that looked pretty marketing-wise, but it wasn't them. 
Okay, let me give you the last stat. This one, this one is what blew me away. This one what's got me thinking about my now life purpose. 98% of those people I interviewed could not articulate who they served and the pain point they addressed in 10 words or less. 98% of people could not, without clarity, articulate that. And so I have 470 video testimonies of people telling me, oh my God, Mitchell, you've given me clarity, been looking for it for two, four, 10, 12 years. You gave it to me in five minutes. By the way, it wasn't really five minutes because they got to spend time with me asynchronously before we, we got to chat. And what I recognized is that what I was doing in helping people articulate, I call it a CPOP, customer point of pain, customer point of pleasure, credibility proposition, but I typically call it customer point of pain. And the CPOP that I use for me now, the types of clients that are typically attracted to me, four words, businesses that feel invisible. All right. And then what happens when you hear that? It's like, oh, wait, I know that. Wait, that's me. Wait, I have somebody in my network. You know what I've done when I've given a CPOP? I've actually created a playground. I didn't say I'd play in the ground. I just, the types of clients that are attracted to me. And then I, I say, this is my playground. And then the person who cares, they're either a referral partner because there's somebody in their network or a potential referral partner or a potential prospect. They're going to go, tell me more. Then I can give my value proposition. When I realized that what we've been taught was wrong, we've been taught to talk with I or we, and 98% can't articulate, I may even go as far, not only can they not articulate their CPOP, they can't articulate their purpose. 98% of people can't articulate their purpose in 10 words or less. I just realized we've been taught wrong. So what I recognize is that potentially makes somebody not as credible, the opposite to me of credible is dubious. And so my life mission is for us to tip the scale between those that are credible and those that are dubious. And that's what that's, so that's kind of where I am now. So that is full of so much value. I can go in so many directions, but you know, this is a conversation between you and I, and I got to ask you a quick question because I too have been on that journey of, okay, 10 words or less, your 30 second elevator pitch and three minutes. If they say, Ooh, that's interesting. Tell me more. Now, I actually got some feedback recently because I have really nailed the 30 second. I drop it. I'm not even going to go. I drop into organizations. I assess the landscape by partnering with C-suite executives. We get them through the business transformation. But what's different is we leave a lasting impact because we build the capability of the people. So I kind of did that in 30 seconds. And every time I show up, people say, wow, you really nailed that. And then I got some feedback. It's almost too professional. I didn't see the real you, and and I almost was intimidated. I'm wondering what your response is to that. Curious. I am. By the way, that that second delay is me thinking. And I know we don't. We're not supposed to do this in podcasts. We're not supposed to let. It's you and me right now. Everybody yeah, else is just listening, right? <laughs> So I'm going to tell you what a CPOP is, and I'll give you the formula. Because okay. I heard what you said, and I. what happens is, if actually, let me, let's do it again. If I, if I meet you in a meeting, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I just said, hey, Deb, tell me again, what do you do? I mean, the short tagline is, I help C- uh, C-suite leaders uh, through rapid transformation. 
Now that can evoke emotion. It's personal for everybody. But then the other one is dropping into organizations, partnering with a C-suite leader, helping them through rapid transformation, but leaving a lasting impact by elevating the capability of the people. Something like that. Yeah. So there's a lot to grab onto. Same thing as I, I gave a really big intro, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's like, where do I go? I appreciate <laughs> you going here. What's interesting is there is so much to grab onto. I don't know what's most relevant. And here's the okay. thing that's the bomb drop for you. Uh-huh. You started with, I help, I serve. There's a percentage of the population. When you start with I or we, they think, oh, wait, sales pitch, and they don't hear the next 30 seconds. Okay, then that just, hey, you know, I <laughs> for those of you listening, I didn't pay him for that advice. That was amazing advice because, again, it's, it's resonating with me. So go on. <laughs> so the way what I construct as a CPOP, and by the way, I have this in the book, Credibility Nation. I have a membership site where I have a 30-minute course that's bundled in that you could you could go through it yourself, right? The construct is two pieces. First, who do you serve? By the way, you got 10 words for the entire thing. And when I, a lot of people, they come out, Mitchell, I got this. Uh, speakers, authors, consultants, you know, thought leaders. Well, that's 10 words there. I, you don't, like, I can't grab anything, right? So who do you serve? Well, let me tell you what I heard from your 30-second pitch because I extracted the, sure. the CPOP. And, and of course, what happens is people go, wait, Mitchell, that's close, but that's not me. I'm like, well, my job is just to hear what you say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we spent probably about five minutes with you, we would fine tune it. But what I heard was, we'll start with C-suite leaders, because that's who you serve, right? And then, and then the issue is, what is the primary pain point you're addressing? Right. Because you talked about so many different things. Well, help them on, help them get through a strategic change, help them, you know, grab long lasting value. Let me tell you something that I believe I heard you say. And by the way, I've done 611 interviews so far. Oh, that timestamps me. Sorry. I will just say over 500. Um, <laughs> and no one said this. So here's what I think it is for you. C-suite leaders not delivering their lasting impact. Close-ish. It's yeah. close. And that's okay. Because it's what well, you heard and what I communicated and what you heard. So if I, if you didn't hear exactly my value, then there's still some work to be done. Love it. So what's interesting, we'll take that for a second. What comes out of a CPOP, the most important thing is, once again, if it's a referral partner you're talking with or a potential prospect you're talking with, when you communicate a CPOP, what's important is that they see the playground you play in. And If they're interested because they're either a prospect or a referral partner, they're going to say, tell me more. Then I'm ready to hear your 30-second pitch, which was beautiful. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, I didn't quite, I I, first I need to know where do you, what playground are you playing? And then once I know that. So my bigger playground, Mm -hmm. but it's too big at the moment for where I am, humans that want to be seen as credible. The thing is, First of all, people don't know what the word credibility means. They don't know if, if they don't know if they're human and they want to be handed the golden ticket and, and make it easy. So that doesn't work for me today, but that's my bigger, that is my lifetime CPOP. Mm-hmm. The way I focus on now, mm-hmm. it's simply, so the way you say it. So if you said, oh, let me finish that. And this one thought, if that's okay. And then yes, the, 
What happens when somebody says, what do you do? The problem with the CPOP, it's a half a sentence, right? It starts with like, true, because you can't just randomly throw out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what happens is you can say, if somebody says, what do you do? You say the types of clients that are typically attracted to me. And then you have a small one second pause. Businesses that feel invisible. Oh, what an impact. It hits you, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of drama, a little bit of drama in what we say rather than I have learned rather than being so articulate and so concise. Yes, I'm celebrated, but I have also learned through public speaking recently a little bit of a pause in anticipation and letting people think about what the next thing you might hit them with. And then you hit them with it. Ooh, what an impact. So I think leaders have a lot to learning and not just what they say in terms of their value, but how they say it. Mm. That's something I think they also miss as well. So I would love to just bring this into maybe just a question is that I actually have interviewed a lot of senior executives myself. I'm up to about 170, not quite the five or six, you know, the, the ones that you have done. But what I'm finding is that very often they promote the business. They have a really great marketing department that will put content in the world under their name. And I have only met about one or two people that actually put their own thought leadership out there because they think the brand of the company and that messaging is good enough. And you don't see them. They say, oh, the, the business is good. I, I support the business. But why do they miss the mark and not put themselves out there as a credibility person, as an expert? What's holding them back or they just don't realize what they're missing? And if they do work with you and start becoming credible and putting that content, that book out there, what is the transformation that you have seen in those leaders? So what holds them back? Why aren't they doing it? And why should they be doing it? And what have you seen? Well, we could probably spend an hour just on this. I know. We only have about five, 10 more yeah, minutes yeah, here, but exactly. I think this is so, going to be great. Yeah. What's this big picture? What holds people back? A, you're being taught wrong. You're being taught by people that are not malevolent or mischievous. You're being taught by people who have done things in the past and it worked for them. So they think that's what you should be doing going forward. Clear. And their framework of what mm-hmm. they're teaching is from the industrial age. Their framework is from a command and control approach. The framework is there's a company and everyone needs to echo the the company's vision. And you're not an individual inside the company. You are a worker bee. You're part of the hive. That is the way corporate America, that's actually the way the world is mostly constructed. That is not the way we are the bigger companies that are doing well and not quite there, although they're in the middle of transition. And it's not the way we need to be. Got it. So what happens is, for me, I celebrate the individuality. I celebrate that I have people who, if I can present to my team, this is our mission. This is where, this is where we're going. This is, this is my CPOP. And if, listen, if you believe in this, you have to make it your own in your Mm -hmm. way. And if you don't believe in this, I would like to help you go somewhere else. And so one of the things that, that we do, one of the clients that, that we work with are junior unicorns. It's those companies that are between five and a hundred million growing between a hundred and a thousand percent. And they recognize, the management team recognizes that when they no longer know the first and last name of the employees and their spouses, will the company still be credible? And so what happens is we need to do alignment in three areas. The most obvious is, you know, and very similar to what I think you do, and you may do a whole lot more, 
is at the CEO and staff level so that that the entire company has a lever and the CEO's lever, the, the executive team's vision, that, that's important. What's the next? The next is team. But instead of saying team, let me say community. If you could build your company into community, you then are eliminating silos. And so that is the second level of alignment. And then the third, and typically this is relegated to HR and not given a lot of credibility, it's individual alignment. So when we actually are talking with CEOs about this, I'll typically say, and the reaction is when I'm looking for the pupils in the eyes of people, when we do the alignment with your executive staff and we go through that process together, there's a really good chance that somebody in your staff will not be aligned individually with the way the company is aligned and you're going to lose them. And I just remember the, the, the reaction of one of the last folks we spoke with. She goes, oh my God, that would be great. I will help them get somewhere else. And I'm thinking, that's the CEO I want to work with. That's the CEO that's valuable. That's the CEO that you want to be working for, whether it's a, you know, a hundred person company, a thousand person company, a hundred thousand person company. So the reason why your brand so resonates with what I do, first of all, I can only work with the, the individual or C-suite leader that recognizes what they did in the past that got them there, incredibly successful, we should celebrate, but then also has the awareness to think differently. I need some external capacity or capability because I don't know what I don't know. And you said something so very interesting. You talk about establishing the leadership and aligning them setting the constructs of a community so you know we're going on this journey together. But the last thing you said was individual alignment. When I wrote the CEO's compass, one of the compass points I found leaders off on was performance. And they misunderstand performance as a result. I actually just wrote an article this week on this. But what we do is we align our community of people on that purpose or that outcome. And if we take the time to understand, can each individual in their function within the community do they understand the purpose and can they align the work that they're doing? And if not, is it they can't or they don't have the capability? And then those are the gaps that we need to close so that everybody has the skills to be successful at what they need to do to get the final outcome. So it's all about building that capability from the C-suite down to the rank and file. And if we do that and we do it consistently and we show up on time or early, we're going to build a lot of credibility in the organization and people are going to follow. Yes. Your work is, Done. is amazing. <laughs> well said. <laughs> so, so, you know, you talk about some things that I really want people to put their arms around because while this has been a great conversation about credibility, you've got great resources out there. There are things that people can do now to take advantage to potentially increase their capability. And you talk about a challenge that you have uh, coming up that I would really like our listeners to know more about. So the fascinating part is don't feel bad if you can't articulate in 10 words or less your, your purpose. Um, if you want to learn that, coming over to credibility, just credibilitynation.com, it's an opportunity where you can actually go through a 30, a 30 minute course. Uh, by the way, although the course is only 30 minutes, sometimes it takes people longer because you have to unlearn all the stuff, the bad stuff you've learned or dubious stuff you've learned. And we do a challenge on December 6th. There's a five-day challenge. And what happens if you end up going to the and signing up for it, you get one month of Credibility Nation for free. By the way, 
credibility is a journey, not a destination. So instead of charging what we've been told we should charge, $97 a month for credibility nation, we charge $99 for the year. Because I want people to feel comfortable that you could go on the journey for $99 a year uh, for corporations that you know we do something else. So the interesting part would be if you sign up for the five-day challenge, we help walk people through first. You go through the CPOP course. And then in the five days, we do every day, we focus on how people see you at a macro level, how people see you both synchronously and asynchronously. Right. So when they they one, when they research you, what do they see? When they social media you, what do they see? When you get clients that that are really doing amazing things, how do they endorse you and how do you use that? How do you create videos? Like, you know, this being a podcast, but you could feel the energy, right? How do you create videos where people get to know, like, and trust you in that video? And then finally, and this is really important inside companies, how can you really be you? And you could only be you if you have the individual alignment that then is also tied into the community team alignment that's tied into the bigger vision of the company. So what you've just shared is is so incredible. And I've actually interviewed a few leaders that have done just that because they get the, they understand that they need to lead, they need to lead with their thoughts, they need to show the right behaviors, they need to be very clear in the message, and then people can line up behind them, follow them, and also become the leaders of tomorrow. So I sincerely appreciate that. We'll get all of that in the show notes for our listeners. But if we had to start thinking about bringing this to a close, and whether they do or do not engage with your content, but I absolutely hope they do, because I will tell our listeners before we jumped on this interview here, uh, Mitchell took some time to look at all of my content and how, how I showed up and what credibility he discerned. And he picked up just a little thing. My name as it showed up on this Zoom call was Deborah Coviello. But then he says, but you know, when I was looking for you, you show up as Deb, sometimes Deborah. What is it? And it was like, ooh, I missed something. And so there was just immediate value that I realized as soon as we jumped on here. And that's the kind of person that Mitchell is. So if we bring this to a close, any last closing thoughts or things that people could start doing right now to increase their credibility, even if they don't engage, but I hope they do. What could they do now? Mm, That's interesting. If I'm going to pick one thing, maybe two. So first, the definition of credibility is the quality Ah, somebody's listening and they want to help me increase the definition of of credibility in the dictionary. Because right now it says the quality of being trusted. It's really the quality that you know, like, and trust. And not that I know of you, but I actually know you. Now, we'll give you something on the like side. There are two elements of like. So there are two things that are easy to do. One, spread cred dust. And spreading cred dust, cred dust is is ideas and thoughts and actions of somebody else you're sharing. So make it a habit to share somebody else's cred dust, to share cred dust every day. Second thing, these are two elements. By the way, you want to be, this is, this is the course on being likable. The second is to show up when you show up. So come early, come prepared, and come with your heart. And it's surprising how many people don't do that. So If you could position yourself where you could spread cred dust and show up when you show up, you will be significantly more likable. As a matter of fact, you'll start being the type of leader. Even if you're not today, you're leading by example and people will start following. 
such wisdom. And I am so grateful to receive such value during this conversation, Mitchell. And I know our listeners are going to want to connect with you. I just want to wish you amazing success with the Credibility Nation. Cred dust, I am going to start spreading more if I haven't done so already. And I just wish you continued success. And thank you for being an amazing guest. My pleasure. And right back at you in terms of of really being an attentive, thorough, if you're going to be a podcast host, you might as well do it well. And and Deb, you really do. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.